Hello, it's Alice Arnold here. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre Podcast. And this week we are talking to the cast of Little Shop of Horrors. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre Podcast. Mark Antolin. Yes. Uh, playing Seymour in Little Shop of Horrors. We are... Well, it took me a while to find the stage door for Regent's Park Open Theatre. It's not it, like normal, is it? It takes Deliveroo quite a while to find I, I it as well. It <laughs> I bet it does. It doesn't even say stage door on the cake. And, and because we're not in the centre of town, I bought um, my cakes in Chiswick and I bought them in. And it has to be said, they suffered on the journey, um, my cupcakes. But Mark has picked himself... The second least battered cake, I would say. I didn't want to take the first. Yeah, I didn't no, take the, the best the one. Most I left that. the perfect one. You've left that. For, oh, how am I going to present those to your colleagues? I don't they still look so delicious, but, though. Well, yeah. they are. I think they taste good. Yeah. The bit of icing I just licked while I was trying to put them back <laughs> into, the, into their place. <laughs> um, but this isn't your first time at Regent's Park, is it? No, I did one of my very first jobs out of uh, drama college here. I was in the ensemble of Hello, Dolly. And then I came back the next year and was in Into the Woods as well. So. But this is your first big lead. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's, I love this show. I love Little Shop of Horrors. I was so excited all summer about coming to see it. And then you opened your mouth and sang, and I thought, oh, thank goodness for that. We've got, we've got a brilliant Seymour. Because you have to love Seymour, really. Don't you have you? to, yeah, because he's, he's sort of, I mean, he's sort of this dweeby character with broken dreams, and he wants to get out of Skid Row and be better, sort of uh, better himself in some way. And he ends up getting this little plant that he sort of nurtures and it ends up taking over <laughs> quite a lot turning of into a bit of a monster <laughs> but you see we have to we have to love Seymour because the whole story is really his his story and his journey and he's had a horrible upbringing yes and and been treated terribly by Mr Thingy who works Mr Mushnick, Mushnick yeah. who works in the plant shop yeah who owns the plant shop mm-hmm. and I mean it's seriously actually really awful when you hear what happened to him yeah and it's, it's sort of it it is a weird sort of situation because even though he's got this sort of sad life, he's quite content with it just because he's it's what he's used to and he doesn't think he's worth any more, but he's desperate to get out of it. So it's, you sort of do have to love him when, when things get a bit out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and is it true that you were named after Mark Boland? It is, yeah. Is it? Yeah, my dad was a massive T-Rex fan and he always said if he has a boy, he wants to name him Mark with a C. Mark with a C, yep. so it's Mark with a C, so that's that. <laughs> and you said as your inspirations, uh, you've named Rowan Atkinson, Charlie Chaplin, French and Saunders, mm. that sort of very physical comedy. Yeah, really, absolutely. That inspired yeah. you. Yeah, totally, yeah. I mean, I had every Mr Bean VHS as a, as a child and I used to just sit and watch them and, I mean, that character in particular that Rowan Atkinson did was so amazing as a... And it, it, it sort of... You go on holiday to Spain now and you see it playing on a, a bar somewhere and it's sort of universal because the physical comedy that he used was so incredible and sort of the the humour of French and Saunders and Charlie Chaplin and Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder was one of my sort of idols as a kid. I used to watch that film over and over and just those physical actors that I was just so drawn to it. I think that's probably what I've stolen a lot of my, th- my things from. Yeah. Well, not to say that you look like Mr Bean at all, but there yeah. is a, a great physical presence. Mm. The way you use your body on stage as great, Seymour yeah. is, is fabulous because we can see his sort of gangliness and his... Mind you, you can dance when it comes to... When it come, push comes to <laughs> Bust shove. out the moves. Yeah, you do bust out the moves in time, so that bit is... is not. And also, there's a real... 
pathos in your love for, for Audrey. I mean, it's very... Which is, which is why I love the production, because mm. underneath the... And we'll get to that in a minute. It is quite camp and yes. large. But underneath that, there is a real truth. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And that's one thing we wanted to do with this production, was you, we sort of really wanted to realise why Seymour would go as far as he does to get what he wants. And, I mean, his love for Audrey is the, the one driving force, the thing that he has, and then he sort of gets an Audrey too. And that's another love of his because it's almost a representation of what Audrey One is, and he's, it's his only friendship with the plant. It's his sort of his one friend in life. Yes, we should clarify. Audrey Two is a plant. Is a plant. Yes, is a plant played by a drag queen. Yes. Yes. Never seen that before. No, and not Normally only the plant is a puppet. Yes. Yeah, and not just a drag queen. It's Vicky Vox. Yes, the this, drag queen. This, this, <laughs> this one comes to life. Yes. <laughs> Quite considerably comes to life. Absolutely. Takes over the whole show. Completely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, the world as well. I think if Vicky Vox had her way. <laughs> were, yeah. Were you expecting when you came into this production? I mean, what? Well, I have to ask you. What did you think when you got your finale costume? Oh, that yeah. It's. I mean, that is spectacular. I had no idea that was coming, and we saw we're looking at the costume designs on the first day, and they were exciting enough because Tom Scott, the designer of the costumes on the set, is a genius, and um, I mean, we were just thrilled with that. And then when we saw where the finale was going, without giving too much away, it's yeah. It's incredible. And every fitting I had of that costume, I was just getting more and more excited. And even now on the stage, I, I don't. I, I, we had a conversation yesterday with a couple of the cast. I said, I don't think we'll ever get bored of this part of the show. No, I hope you don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I we will. I assume, because yeah. we saw the first night, I assume that it's getting more and more outrageous. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. And we're just. And, and I think sort of people are hearing whisperings of. A spectacular finale so they're even getting excited about it and and backstage we sort of after doing a two hours of a very physical exhausting show that is just amazing to have at the end and you just sort of see everyone in the, you sort of look at everyone costumes backstage and you're like get on get and show the audience what you're wearing <laughs> it's like, it is completely so exciting outrageous. completely and, and well maybe this is giving something away but there are things that are tossed into the audience yes and um and and i got to hit one of them amazing like, brilliant yeah, very excited about excellent that. That was <laughs> pathetic isn't it no it's so <laughs> like, exciting like, it was it was and I, honestly I, I just think about that finale and i just grin from ear to ear it's it's it was, outrageous it so and, mad. Yeah, and it's so in the spirit of what our production is trying to do with this show as well. Now, we can hear that you are clearly Welsh yes. originally. You list your Twitter profile, says that you are Welsh, working class and actor. Yes. Actor comes third, so obviously your roots are very important to you. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, I'm from Port Albert, which is sort of known for either it's steel or it's actors <laughs> and I I took the actor route <laughs> but um, yeah I mean it's a very working class town and it's sort of where Michael Sheen Richard Burton Anthony Hopkins so it it's amazing sort of I there's there was a book recently um, called the actors crucible and it sort of listed all the actors from but Albert and why th there's such a massive pool of actors that come from this one little working class town and it's, um, they, there wasn't really an answer, but I think having these people to look up to and see that they, they went and did it, and it's a, it was a sort of possible dream to, 
chase. Yeah, it's well, incredible. If you, can, yeah. if you can see it, you can be it. And Completely, I guess you yeah. did know that when you were growing up. You yeah. knew that there were these incredibly successful actors who'd Absolutely. come from where you came from. Yeah. Was, was your family theatrical in any way? Or Not at all, no. no. no? They, I, I have no idea where it comes from. I think my sister was big into dance as a child, and I think I must have gone to see her in a few shows and just sort of... I, did I was, you do that Welsh singing thing? Yeah, that always. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah, you have to be a Welsh singer, yeah. yeah. But I... Um, yeah, I think I was just a very silly... I think just from watching Mr Bean and sort of recreating that around the house, that's where my sort of passion for it came from. And, and you went to Arts Ed. I did, uh, yeah. How old were you when you I moved to, to London, London when I was 18 to study at Arts Ed. And did you do the, the um, musical theatre course? I did, yeah. I wasn't really sure what to do. I, I did sing as a, a, a child and uh, I didn't really get into acting until I was about 13, um, I was big into sports. My dad was my football coach and I had a knee injury and I had to give up sports for 18 months just while my sort of body grew a bit um, and grew out of the injury. And then I, a friend of mine said, do you want to come to this drama thing? So I sort of went along and I just enjoyed being silly and being being the funny one. So, <laughs> so then I sort of stuck with it and I didn't know what to do. And I thought, well, if I can sing and dance, I'll be a bit more employable if I can do all mm -hmm. of it. <laughs> so, yeah, so you then I trained in musical theatre. Yeah, and I, so I, I finished there when I was 21. Then. And was that a big culture shock coming up to London? From Massively, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was very lucky that there were a few people from my Welsh college that I'd gone to, so my A-level college in Wales, Gossainan College. We, there were a few of them that were already at Art Ed the year above me. So I sort of was introduced to it in a nice way because, but moving to London, and I mean, just... The, the one thing I learned to cook before I left home was Welsh cakes because <laughs> that was my one thing of being in touch with home and um, well of course it is Chiswick art set so it's a, it's, it's, a, yes. it's a gentle introduction completely yeah leafy, leafy Chiswick my parents loved coming to visit I bet they did I bet they did right what is your favourite moment in the show Oh, I, I, there's so many moments, but my ultimate favourite there's a, a moment at the top of the show where I'm stuck in the, the little shop um, and just hearing the sort of the audience uh, the band strike up that first chord of the music and the audience sort of getting very excited about it that's probably my favorite because we're just about to start the show at that point and I'm so excited to sort of tell this story and I can't believe my luck that I'm doing this show it's a dream role of mine that I've always wanted to play and at that moment I'm sort of so excited to do the show every night and and here you are you're doing it I am you're yeah doing it and yeah. doing it brilliantly oh, and yeah. um, you run till when? when the twenty second of September. So ah, oh, so you've got a good old. Yeah, I think we've got another going. five weeks after this. Yeah. And have you got any plans for after? Because obviously Regent's Park Theatre shuts after that. Um, yeah. For the winter. Yeah. Um, free agent after that. Yeah, I'm completely free at the moment. Yeah. Don't think you will be for long. <laughs> oh, fingers crossed. This. Yeah. <laughs> really don't think you will be for long. Is there? I, I know you said you always wanted to play this part, and who wouldn't? I mean, yeah. what, what young male do you wouldn't want to play? Seymour because it's wonderful but have you got any other parts that you've got your um, eyesight on yeah I mean I love doing new stuff so that's always very exciting to create roles um, and this was sort of the one musical theatre role that I'd had my eyes on since sort of secondary school and watching every other comprehensive school do it and I didn't get to do it so um, yeah I mean whatever I'm always excited by new challenges yeah. and new stuff so well although I mean this is a well-known part but the production's new and therefore you've created the past you're not going into yeah depping for, completely for somebody else. and that's what's so nice about revisiting these shows and putting a new spin on them because it keeps them current and uh, brings a brand new audience to them I think and which wouldn't necessarily have stumbled upon it uh, no before. no well I don't know I, I suppose it has brought it to 
uh, when I say I'm going to do Little Shop of Horrors and some people don't know what that is and I think yeah. well you have to see that if, you, <laughs> if, you, if you've ever lived you have to you see, have to see it yeah. um, Mark thank you so much thank for you so much and thank you for my um, cupcake good luck with the rest of the run yeah thank and, you and uh, we'll be talking to some of your colleagues in just a moment so we're now joined uh, down Jemima <laughs> Roper has come in she's picked the up, an upright cake from the box, but one where, which has lost. You see, there's the rest of its icing. Can you see where the rest of its icing is? It's there. Oh, and it's there got a bit of an Oreo. Oreo. You can scoop that out if you want. Nobody well, will mind. Well, I was thinking that this is nice and modest and I look like a, that I'm not a greedy. No, go on. I think you should scoop that bit because you're, you're you missing. And I think you should have that. Slurping noises. I think you should definitely. No, room. no, do that. Yes. All that. Well, you were a child star. Won't you? Mm, I wouldn't say and star. <laughs> but yeah, well, child actor. actor, you knew from the year dot, basically, that this is what you wanted to do, didn't yes. you? Yes. Yeah. In a kind of weirdly stubborn... I don't, I don't even really know when this happened, but and maybe it was quite gradual. I sort of remember watching the film of To Kill a Mockingbird and being a bit obsessed with Scout mm. in the movie and sort of wanting to be like her. And then um, uh, watching Annie, watching Oliver... And then just doing drama outside school. And I think I was playing the Artful Dodger in my local production of Oliver. Um, the rapper example was playing Oliver. A uh, little fun fact. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, a casting director saw me in that and got me to... I've just dripped icing all over the table. Don't, I wouldn't um, worry about it. I'd lick it off. Just <laughs> lick it off. And um, she sort of put me forward for... Um, there used to be... Uh, an organisation called the Children's Film Unit, which was uh, a kind of drama club, and over the year, the teenagers would learn how to operate uh, cameras and sound equipment, and they would write a film. And I think Channel 4 used to transmit it and used to help fund it, and the Evening Standard, I think. And um, and each summer, they would film for three weeks, and the, the film would be shown on television, and I auditioned and played the lead in one for them. And then did a couple of other things and then worked with a boy who was at my boys' school whose agent was Sylvia Young at Sylvia Young Theatre School and so we realised that you could go to normal school but have an agent um, and that's when I sort of started auditioning properly. Right, so you didn't go to Sylvia Young? No, you I stayed really at... wanted to. Yeah, but really you went to... to... Where did you go? Godolphin or somewhere? Yes. Yes. Listen, listen, your mother, fair play to her, she made you get your proper education, yes, which did. you certainly did, because you you were, you know, an A yes. student all the My way mother through. also has put that on the internet. Has she? <laughs> For everyone to see. <laughs> that she made you do that. Yeah. Listen, you would do the same. <laughs> it's you true. would have done the same. Yes. And you got all your qualifications. I did. So you have something I haven't used to, fall, <laughs> to fall back on, obviously. That's what we always were told, weren't we? You must have something to yes. fall back on. Yes. My politics degree came in so useful as something to fall back on. <laughs> um, but, but, so you could have done anything with your life. What do you think, what effect do you think it had on you as a child being in an adult world, which, which working in in theatre and film and television is? Yes. In in most ways, I think it did me a lot of favours. I was quite naughty at school and it made me much more focused when I went back because I knew they wouldn't let me leave again. Um, and and because it was, I was sort of getting that outlet, I guess, um, and the sort of creative outlet. But also there's, 
sort of something quite amazing about being equal with everyone that's on set with you and you know regardless of age background whatever sex it's you're you're all in it together working towards the same thing and and I learned so much um there's also the the difficulties of going through puberty on camera <laughs> which didn't do me so many favors um and that was maybe the sort of like more negative side of it but um otherwise i mean i think i learned in like my sort of first proper job more in 4 months on that job than i have in you know 20 years mm-hmm. of normal life <laughs> so you're playing audrey which yes. is the love interest mm. in, of seymour yeah. in little shop of horrors now, Audrey is in an incredibly abusive relationship. Yes, she is. And although this show is 30 years old, you can't yeah. actually believe that when you see it, but it is. It was written 30 yeah, years ago. I and I guess there's still a relevance today. I mean, it's very extreme, the abusive relationship that yes. Audrey's in. What did you think about that when you were it, it's kind of, tackling the part? It's an interesting one because I think, especially doing a revival... There's a desire, uh, which has come as well from the creative team, to do something different with it. And I think there have been productions as well that want Audrey to be a bit of a stronger woman. But in a really weird way, that then undermines the abuse. And um, uh, it's a sort of, it's a very fine line because there's, there's moments where you're sort of laughing at it or as an audience member... Um, but it leaves you feeling actually underneath a kind of a, a, a lot worse about it, which I think is a kind of is quite an interesting thing to play with, and um, and I think it makes people think a bit more about it. And the thing about Audrey is that that I didn't want to lose is that she is a pure soul in a corrupt world, and there's this feeling for all the characters, this underlying feeling that they all can't really escape their surroundings which is what is the thing that's really relevant today and makes you think and, and Tim Sheeder the artistic director of this theatre came in after a run and he just went this is this is disenfranchised women running off to Syria this is, <laughs> this is I mean it, and it literally that's what it makes you think of and that's how you kind of understand it and it's uh you know, I hope in, in, in no way is it sort of like glamorized or we're not making light of it. Um, I think the sort of the, the dark resonance of it is still really there. Um, but it's the sort of interesting thing of I don't know, playing a victim without playing the victim, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Well, I mean, in the end, the, the right thing happens. <laughs> give away all the plot but you know you won't come out of the theatre going oh that's terrible (laughs) Um, and when you and you when you sang somewhere that's green which is such a beautiful ballad yes so lovely and my 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 partner who's sitting next to me on the night actually had a little weep really not just because of terrible singing notes (laughs) no 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 because it was beautiful thank you oh she really sang that like she meant it so well that's called acting yes (laughs) but you did it was a lovely it was a really lovely moment and you do think this you know brash woman with dreadful clothes and things actually underneath it just wants somewhere that's green yeah yeah fence and a you know it's one of the scariest bits 
for me as a performer because it's just her on her own and I'm up a very tall ladder. Yes, you are. <laughs> and, um, uh, but it's also one of the only times in the whole show where you get a bit of time with one of the characters to actually hear their sort of subtext, their subtextual story or their just have a little insight. And because... Audrey, like all of the characters and like all people in life, has coping mechanisms that are up when she's in all the other scenes and and she's one of those people, I think, that's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then it's sort of nice to see that she's not. Actually, I'm not. And and you're you're right, it is a sort of one of the really only few quiet moments in the show where where the whole of the cast isn't on there and those three girls doing their backing singing and all that you know which is wonderful aren't they amazing they are absolutely (sighs) incredible i'm yeah i'm in awe every single day being amongst every single one of these performers they performed at magic at the musicals before this show had opened and then they blew us away. Yeah. But by golly, they are yeah. they are top notch. But did you know when you when you accepted the part of this show, this is quite an extreme production of Little Shop of Horrors. Were you expecting the ending? Were you expecting a drag queen to pop out of the plant? I, did you know all that? Did you I know? knew about Vicky Vox. Right. Um, mainly because I bumped into Tom Scutt, the designer, at a at a friend's party the night before I found out I got the part. And I remember sort of like wheedling up to him and being a bit like I really want the job I really want the job and then he told me he's like yeah we've just cast a drag queen as the plant and I was like no I really want the job I was like why would you tell me that and I think he knew I think he knew dastardly man Um, uh, but yeah that just made it you know a thousand times more exciting Um, I've adored this show for as long as I can remember and I I don't care if it was you know if we were performing it in a toilet I'd want to be in it and um, and everything else has just been kind of multiple cherries on top of the sundae but you're not performing it in a toilet you're performing it in in the open air at Regent's Park this is your is this your first time yes it is yes are you enjoying the outdoor experience I absolutely I mean it's something else it's completely magical it also because we rehearsed here just walking into work and um and I get the tube into Camden and I walk from Camden and just you know trees and birds and fields and um it's absolutely stunning and then the, the atmosphere is just I've never quite known anything like it um it's really fun I've been to see friends in shows here many times and I love you know the bar is great <laughs> before you even get in there the whole experience is great oh my, it's it, kind yeah. of like a London no not a London Chichester really because that's not outside but it's there's a there is an atmosphere that is yeah, indescribable it, about Regent's Park Open Air Theatre, I think, because it's intimate, although you're outside. Yeah. It feels incre- It feels like everyone is having this exact same experience together. Absolutely. And that's really wonderful. And Yeah, and there is something... It's incredibly daunting. I have to say, the one thing that I've sort of been surprised that I've found as difficult is, is being able to see everyone in the first half mm-hmm. of the show, because usually they just look really bored. <laughs> Singing. I'm, I'm sure they're really not worried. looking. They're entranced by you. That's the entranced with their eyes closed. No, no, just entranced and concentrating, maybe. Yes. Um, but it's but it but it is. It's that shared thing. You're all in in it together. And I mean, you know, by the end of the show, I mean, it's something else. Like no matter how 
you know, badly or that you think your own personal show has gone, by the end, you don't care and it's just a big party. I bashed a green ball. Did you? I did. Yeah, it came in my direction. I'm useless. I'm really excited about that. How <laughs> pathetic is that? I was really excited. And you will be too, listeners. If you get to go to the show Absolutely. and bash a green ball, you'll, you'll be really excited. Um, what are your plans for after this? Because you've done such a variety of stuff. You do really serious straight drama and telly and stage and everything you've done. Yeah, I just what say yes. I just say, <laughs> say yes. <laughs> yes to whatever rolls in. Um, I, I think I'm doing uh, a telly next. Oh, you've got it lined up? Which is, you know, yes. Uh, but literally that's sort of just, just been agreed, I think, today. Oh, that's um, very exciting. And, um, you yeah, really celebrate nice. with your cake, then. I will, I will. I'm going to stuff it in. And <laughs> I mean, there's nothing happier than <laughs> an actor really who's performing in a show they're loving and has got something lined up for yes. after. But it is this thing of, like, work, work begets work. And, and I've had a, quite a tough three years since having a kid, actually. And it's sort of a weird thing as a woman, and you don't really know, sort of, whether it's all related or whether it just happens to be... You know, it just goes up and down because that's the nature of the business and stuff. But um, so it's very welcome. Good. Jemima Roper, thank you thank so you. much for coming in and chatting to us. It was a pleasure. Thank, thank you. you for having me. Now, look, Matt Willis. Oh, my God. What, as I've said to your colleagues, we had, I had a slight disaster. A slight cake meltdown. That it hasn't affected the taste at all. Okay, fantastic. You get to pick. Do you know what? I'm going to go Oreo cookie. Right, thank so you very much. So my producer and I have two vanilla so ones where the icing really is attached you to the box. You can scrape that off. But you know what? That will come back to the studio in a moment with me. Matt Willis. Hi. Playing Orin. Yes. You see, I can't... Orin. The dentist. You're playing the dentist. He is quite That's well known as the dentist. That's how everybody knows his dentist. Yeah. I didn't even know yeah. he had a name, to be honest. Orin Scrivello is his name. Is it? Yes. Did you research that deeply? Yeah, yeah, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> you don't only play the dentist, though. No, no, no. Giving the game away a bit. I come oh, back in the second act as do. a few other people. A few other people. Yeah, I know. It's, it's um, brilliant. Which I didn't know about when I first started auditioning. I kind of got... Um, my agent got in touch and, um, and kind of said, um, you know, they're looking what do you think and I was straight it was a big yes for me straight away and um and so I came in and I did um I did some dentist stuff and um and then it kind of went away for ages like probably about a month I didn't hear anything so I was like oh I obviously didn't get it and then moved on and then I got called in again and then again and then on the last audition I had to read these other parts I was like who are these guys <laughs> you know and then suddenly I had, so I had four other people to play three yeah. lines that you've got to play as someone yeah exactly yeah. I was like oh am I covering someone I didn't oh, quite understand you are best known I guess for being in Busted yeah Busted yeah. and you certainly when you come on in this you are a pop star through and through I mean you just dominate that stage it's yeah, amazing he's got, he's you got just his... take that space and go whoa and I thought gosh that's some actor who can do it and of course it's, it's you you're a pop star oh, thanks. Well do you know what it kind of um, that took a bit of nurturing that to be fair because it kind of goes against everything I've been as a in acting everything I've studied it kind of goes against everything within me is to be that big you know oh, that, really? that kind of um, 
you know, I've just done this um, like two-year acting course where everything is so small and the, and the camera's right here and it's all minuscule and tiny. And the f- um, within like two weeks of rehearsal, she was just saying bigger, bigger, bigger. You know, Maria was so right. It's so perfect for this stage to be as big and bold as the choices we're making. But um, it took a little bit of a while to kind of get that out of me. I don't know why. I just didn't really... See, I thought, well, you've done those stadium tours. You'll be, that's it. That's your world, isn't it? Coming on and going, wait, it's me. <laughs> Which do you is know what? Well, what you do? Yeah, this thing. If I'm honest, like that's not really. Even in busted, I don't really think that's me. <laughs> when I when I do that, I kind of feel like I play Matt from Busted in a way. Do you know what I mean? I kind mm-hmm. of walk on stage and play that guy who people kind of want to come and see. Do you know what I mean? Like so, it's it's kind of um, you know, who yes. jumps around and pulls faces and you know that kind of guy. You know, so I kind of have two energy drinks and walk on stage as that guy. You know, so um, and um, and I kind of feel. Like, I've taken the bat, that, that bit into this role. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting that you mm. kind of feel you are playing... A, it's a part of you, but mm. an extension of you when you're performing. Yes, totally, which, totally. I, I definitely feel like you. Busted is, 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 is another role that I play. Now, mm. the dentist, mm. Orin, mm. is... He's not a nice person. No, he's a horrible so, man. Yeah. Do, do you like playing... The baddie. I mean, he has nothing to redeem him at all, really. No, he doesn't. No, I mean, uh, that's the thing. I kind of, um, when, I was, when I was looking into the character, I was like, right, how am I going to love this guy? How am I going to like him? You know, because I've got to like him because I've got to play him every night. So I was like, what am I going to like? And, um, and so I, I kind of built a, a backstory which I, which I really enjoy. You know, so I've got something about him which I hold on to, which I love. You know, and so that keeps it Which from is, being. Oh God, I don't want to go into it too much, but it's um, you know, it's kind of what where he comes from and his upbringing, and maybe and his and his fixation with his mother. Did he have know, a troubled childhood? He did very much so, did you he? know, and and also because he talks about his mum in the so, he talks about his mum in the song, you know, and he it's does. kind of so I kind of I kind of played on that a little bit, and so it kind of gives him a reason to act the way he acts. You know, no one no one can be excused for the way that Orin acts, but at least in his head he's got an excuse, you know. So that was what that was a way I kind of um. I made it work, mm. you know. So you've got three children. One of them yes. is very young. But mm. have you let the other two come see the show? They're coming next week. Are they? Yeah, they're and very they won't excited. mind seeing Daddy being really nasty. Um, I don't know. I mean, they know. They've seen me do shows before. They've seen me do... Um, uh, like, do you know what? They watched me in a war film once, and I had to die in that. So I think they're, you know, my oldest did anyway. So I think they're kind of, um, they're kind of used to seeing me do crazy, silly things. But this is, a, I'm going to bring them backstage quickly to meet Vicky beforehand, just because I don't want them to be too scared of Vicky, you know? Because <laughs> they'll quite, be scared of Vicky, but not scared of you. I don't think they'll be scared of me. <laughs> Daddy always does silly things, you know. But um, but Vicky, they might be a bit scared. So I want to, I want to kind of introduce her first and go, right. she's great. Yeah. Don't be scared. Oh, yeah, I love it. I was thinking when I. I was watching it. I've got to bring my nephews to see this because I think that they're a little bit older than your oh, children, right, but I great. think they would absolutely love it. Yeah. Now you've had such a varied career. You just talked about doing two years acting course, as it were. Yes. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been in class done, for about two years. I mean, obviously, you've been embusted. You were. You, you've done musical theatre. You, you've been a presenter. You did. Yeah. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. You won that. Yeah, 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 which yeah. feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, yeah. well, it was some years ago, I guess. It's in 2006, but which is 12 years 12 ago, years which is ago. crazy when I think of that. But yeah. it's amazing that show's still going so successfully, isn't it? But, but variety is the spice of life, presumably. Exactly. Do you know what? And I kind of always feel like I'm, 
Um, you know, the thing is, when I went to I went to stage school, I went to Sylvia Young. You did, and you, know? you met Billy Piper was there with you. Tom Fletcher was there. Yeah, Tom Fletcher Amy was Whitehouse. there. Yeah, she was in my class. Billy was in my class. It was kind of um, it was. Do you know what? It was amazing. But before then, I'd kind of just mucked around in amateur dramatics, like around my local area, and kind of like um, and always been kind of drawn to it in a way because I was a bit of a show-off when I was a kid and kind of like and it kind of allowed me to be a show-off without people taking the mickey out of me you know too much but um and so um and then all of a sudden I was in Sylvia Young like like literally within like a matter of weeks I kind of did an audition out of the blue and suddenly I was going to the school and so this was kind of always what I always intended to do in my life in a way was be on stage acting you know and then in some way or another and then music just randomly happened to me you know, and kind of took me off in that world and keeps dragging me back in, mm -hmm. you know. And um, so I'm kind of, um, uh, which I'm so grateful for. And I love being in a band so much. I love Busted with all my heart, you know. But this is, I don't know, acting is, is in me. This is your, where you more feel you belong? Yeah, to like, so I've got something, uh, you know, do you know what I love about this? I love, I love the constant challenge. I love the constant testing of myself I love I love throwing everything at it you know I love kind of um I, I just I love I love getting better you know which is something which um mm. which I find that I do with every job I get you know I get something from it at the end of it I go that's what I learned from that job that's what I'll take on to the next one boom boom and when you took this job did you realize that you would be ending the show in a gold lame mini dress <laughs> no I didn't no. I did okay. not no no that's what I no will take from this show right yes. yeah yeah it's the confidence <laughs> to wear a gold lame mini dress yeah it's <laughs> I keep talking yeah. about the finale for this but everybody's costumes and you just go I mean everybody you look at yeah. the audience is just going what no surely not oh it is oh yes yep. look yep. it's bad yep. well it it's just in a more. gold lame mini dress and you carry it off with aplomb do I really I thank say. you very you much do. thank you yes. I do try yeah no you, you know. do you, mm. you know you've got a, a fine turn of a leg that, <laughs> that, we, that we all get to see <laughs> thank you very much um, so what's what's next for you after this more musical theatre would you do straight acting jobs what yeah I'd love to I'd love to work do you know I've kind of got a dream of working at the RSC for a year that's kind of what I'm what I'd really love to do I think for, for me I, I, want, I want to go and do something where I can really I can't really at this point in my life go back to school anymore I kind of feel like I've kind of you know I'm 35 I've got a mortgage three kids the thought of going back to school again would be but that kind of um you know Shakespeare terrifies me absolutely terrifies me so there's something about so that which is it. it's an itch I've got to scratch I think you know so um so that's probably next on my list Busted have an album out in um beginning of next year so that's um that's that's like next so you've got to promote that presumably yeah we'll promote you, that we'll tour it we'll tour it we'll tour it till probably September you know from March till September so we're talking about you starting at the RSC sort of towards yeah. the next Christmas <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, the exactly, exactly. you're laying the roots quite yeah. early for that yeah, yeah. 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 so be, be prepared for me to turn <laughs> right. up at your door um, and is mm. there are there any other roles in a musical that you were sort of yearning to play <clears throat> do you know I always wanted to play Chris in Miss Saigon you know when okay. I was at stage school I kind yeah. of that was what I always used to sing was Why God and I always wanted to play that role and then um, I actually auditioned for it when it came to the West End and I didn't get it and um, it was really annoying because I, I, I always hate myself for auditions like I walk away for auditions and punish myself for weeks at a time after an audition 
but that audition, I feel like I nailed it. You know, and like it's the only audition I've ever done where I've walked away going, yes, you know, because I, I knew the songs back to front and I kind of knew the part and I was like, right, and, yeah, you know, and I went in there and I was like, I nailed it. And I didn't hear anything. I was like, God, you know, so that's, that's still something which I quite like to do. You it's know, a big um, thing to people talking always talking about not hearing anything it's mm. not like they hear no they just don't hear anything don't hear anything yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't hear anything I remember that I, I used to go for adverts and things and then I didn't know I hadn't got it till I saw the advert and I wasn't yeah, yeah exactly I go, oh, guess <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that one yeah, then exactly mm, must have missed yeah, out yeah. on that yeah completely <laughs> anyway. yeah. Um, and are you enjoying the open air theatre and the the experience have we had a rainy night yet I've had uh, we've had um, one rained off halfway through so we did act one, then we oh, had to rain off act no. two. Yeah, which was really um, um, unsatisfying. It was kind of, um, you know, I love doing this show. Like, um, like normally in a job, the thought of maybe getting a rainy night and getting the night off pleased. would be quite yeah. nice. You know, going home at 8.30 would be quite a result. This job, I, li- I cannot wait to get on stage. I cannot wait. You know, so, um, so the thought of it being rained off would really annoy me. And especially after act one, because I just done Orin and I was just ready to kind of come on well, for not act two. only yeah. annoy you but also annoy the audience I know I know I know but they were so when they get the, what's so good about the park yeah what's so good about the park is that they give you a ticket to return whenever you want to come and see the show so you get an open ticket if it gets rained off but um so I think a lot of people that were in that night have already come back because I've met a lot of them at stage door so it was um it was nice but um do you know what? there's something about this theatre which is just which is just different to any job I've ever done. You know, like if, if I'm honest, I didn't really understand what the big deal about it was. I was like, it kind of feels a little mm. bit strange to do it outdoors, but now I love it. I absolutely love it. And the set does that wonderful thing because it starts all black and white, mm. grey and monochrome, and then, well, I can't say. <clears throat> yeah, well, as, the, as the lights, as to, the light goes down, away, the lights turn up. You know, yeah. and it kind it of is an amazing transformation mm. if you look at that stage at the end of the show yeah. compared to mm. the opening of Act One. You can't believe it's the same place that you're Yeah, at, yeah, really. completely. It's such a, it's, and it's joyous. It really it is. is. You know, yeah. it really. I think it really, it really leaves people in a in a really kind of fantastic way. This show. Well, Matt Willis, thank you so much for coming thank to you. us. We will look forward to seeing your Petruchio or whatever it is. Yeah, thank you very um, in much. The, in the very near future. Thanks a lot. After the thank you. tour. Obviously. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thank you. That was the Musicals and Theatre Podcast. And if you enjoyed that, then why not subscribe? It's absolutely free to our channel on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also hear me every weekend morning from 6 till 10 on Mellow Magic. 